Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's June 1st. It's 2023. We have a four-game early slate that we're going to talk about here on today's podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty short, simple podcast breaking down this early slate. Riding solo today with only a four-game slate. And uh, yeah, just going to, like I said, Talk about these four games, and then we'll move on to Friday's podcast, and hopefully everyone has a great Thursday here. So let's jump in, have some fun. Milwaukee at Toronto, eight and a half total in this one. The Blue Jays, a 200 favorite. We got Gaussman and Peralta facing off against each other. Looking at Freddie Peralta first, 24% Ks on the season, 4.7 XFIP. Toronto still continues to be one of the best teams in baseball against right-handed pitching. They're third in WRC+. They don't strike out a ton. You know, this lineup overall, I think, only has two or three hitters on a on a daily basis over a 20% strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. So, tough matchup for Peralta. He struggles a little bit more with righties this season. And then the, you look at this lineup, Springer, Bichette, Vlad, Chapman, bunch of good righties in this lineup so tough matchup for Peralta I will say that pitching on the slate is it's tough I'll say I think that's the best way to say it. it's just a, a tough slate for pitching so I think overall if you wanted to take shots on Peralta in tournaments I wouldn't talk you off of it um, because I mean like I said the, the slate is very tough for pitching Gaussman on the other side of this game I think he's going to be somewhat chalky sp1 here i think he's the best pitcher on the slate i think he has the highest ceiling on the slate as well so i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with the ownership here i think this is a great spot to play gaussman even at 10-6 the rest of the pitching is pretty cheap on the slate so going to be somewhat easy to fit gaussman in with another pitcher and bats that you want to play here so Gaussman comes in with a 3.2 XFIP, 32% Ks on 13.5% swinging strikes. Um, there's plenty of strikeouts in this Milwaukee lineup. 
they're at around they're around 24% on the season against right-handed pitching. You look at the lineup, bottom half, a lot of strikeouts here. So like Gaussman a lot in this spot. I think this is a great spot. He's been pitching fantastic. And yeah, I mean, great matchup here against the Brew Crew. As far as the bats go here for Milwaukee, not going out of my way to play the Brewers in this matchup. Like I said, I think Gaussman's the top pitcher. The only thing that makes somewhat sense here on this early slate is if you wanted to hedge or game theory it up with stacking against the highest stone pitcher on the slate. I mean, that's where you could potentially take some shots on a Milwaukee stack. It's not my favorite thing. It's not something I'm going to do. On the Toronto side, like I said, he's been pronto struggle with righties this season. He's given up a lot of fly balls and hard contact to righties where he's generating a lot of soft contact with against lefties. And it's more of just throwing a lot of sliders to righties and just throwing a lot of change-ups and curveballs to lefties. So that's where he's generating a lot of his soft contact with is with his changeup and he's just not throwing it a lot against right-handed hitters. Um, maybe he starts doing it more with the results that he's getting against lefties, but overall, I think if you're looking at Toronto bats, it's Springer, Bichette, Vlad, Chapman, Brandon Belt's been striking out a lot. And with Peralta as good as he's been against left-handed pitching this season, it's hard to have a ton of interest here in belt, but definitely like, this is not a slate that I think I five-man stack on FanDuel. It's probably like a 3-3-2 type build or uh, on, or a 4-2-2 type of build. And then on DraftKings, I'll probably be looking at like a... A 4-2-2 or a 3-3-2 type, type build. I don't know if I'm five-man stacking much today on this early slate anyway. Philadelphia at... New York facing the Mets, eight and a half total in this game. Mets, 172 favorite. Scherzer and Tajon Walker facing off against each other. Not the greatest ballpark in the world here for the bats, but, I mean, pitching, definitely a good spot. Tajon Walker has been struggling this year, 19% Ks, 4.8% XFIP, 10% walks. Uh, that's his biggest thing. I mean, falling behind in counts has been something that he's been struggling with this year. He's not typically giving up a ton of home runs, but this is a, a somewhat tough matchup against a low strikeout team. The Mets, I mean, a lot of the power in the Mets lineup has kind of been missing, I think is the best way to say it. You know, we're getting a ton of power out of Alonzo, but outside of him, Alvarez, who we knew was going to have some power, has definitely shown some power this season. But, I mean, Vogelbach, his power has been way down this year. He's been hitting the ball on the ground a ton. Marte's been hitting the ball on the ground on the ton. McNeil, not showing a ton of power. I mean, good contact skills. So, uh, not, not a great spot for Walker because of the low strikeouts, high walks. All right, I think this is a spot I'm going to stay away from Walker. Scherzer on the other side of this game. Big favorite here, pitching at home. Finally coming off of a great start in Colorado, of all places. 
you know, it's good to see him get a good start under his belt. Eight strikeouts in that game. We know that that lineup has just been really struggling. So I think Philadelphia, obviously, a much better lineup than the Colorado lineup, even in cores. I think Scherzer's in play today. I want to see what his ownership's going to be looking like. I do think there's an interesting pivot or two off of Scherzer if you want to pivot off of him. I think that, you know, definitely in this ballpark, with him finally showing a little bit of upside last time out, he's playable. His My biggest issue with Scherzer this year, he just can't get left-handed hitters out overall. So... I mean, the lineup that you're going to see quite a bit of lefties, Harper, Schwarber, Marsh, Clemens, um, Stott. My my biggest concern is just he sees a lot of lefties in this lineup and he struggles against them. Looking at the bats here at Philadelphia, like I said, I mean, Scherzer really has struggled with left-handed pitching. So if you wanted to take some shots here on some of these lefties, I don't hate it. I think that, you know, it definitely makes some sense to take some shots on some of these left-handed bats. It's a tough matchup. No one's going to sit here and say it's not a tough matchup. Max Scherzer, still a very above-average pitcher. He's just been struggling a little bit. He's starting to look a little bit better. If he gets going, it's just a, it's a really tough spot to beat him. So I think overall this is a spot that, Maybe you're taking some shots on a Harper, a Schwarber, a Marsh type of play. Mets, though, I have interest in a Mets stack. Like I said, I'm probably not full man, five man stacking um, anybody today. Maybe Arizona. Like if Arizona is going to be my favorite team to target today, so I don't want to like bury the lead on them. Um, getting Chase Anderson, getting the bullpen somewhat early on um, Wednesday night not doing anything against the bullpen, which was very frustrating if you stack them like me. But back to the Mets. I do have interest in the Mets here. Obviously, Pete Alonzo. I mean, I don't mind like Lindor, Neil, McNeil, Nimmo, uh, Beatty. Any of these left-handed bats, I think, are in play against Walker. He's not a great pitcher. Not the best ballpark. Like, I mean, that's the biggest downside here is just it's this game's in city field, but I mean, there's not – it's a four-game slate. So kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium Polaroid shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures – that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out 
their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code RotoGrinders for 50% off two or more pairs of Polaroid sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. We got San Diego at Miami. Lazardo and Musgrove facing off seven and a half total. Padres a 126 favorite here. I think this is going to be the lowest scoring game on the slate. I think both of these pitchers are solid enough um, that we're going to see good pitching here. So Joe Musgrove against Miami. Musgrove's been all over the place. He is getting his pitch count up. His strikeouts are starting to come back. This is a fantastic matchup against the Miami Marlins with no jazz, assuming that he's not going to be back here. And thought he was still somewhat far way away. So, yeah, I mean, around June 9th. So maybe another week or so before Jazz comes back. So I think this is just a fantastic spot for Musgrove. He's my favorite SP2 on the slate. If Scherzer's going to get some ownership, I think Musgrove... I, I think Musgrove's going to be somewhat popular too, but it's a four-game slate. You can get somewhat different maybe with lineup construction. I think what I'm looking at is Gaussman, Musgrove here night before. Um, I, I don't see a ton of downside in that combo. It is baseball, and it's tough to project. But going to the other side of this game, who's Jesus Lazardo, 27% Ks, 13.5% swinging strikes on the season. There's some strikeouts in this lineup. Soto, Dixon, Cronenworth, uh, Nelson Cruz at 33% on the season. So I think Lazardo is going to get 6 to... 10 strikeouts in this game probably more on the sixth side of things he is a guy that can put up 20 plus um in any matchup against any team so in large field tournaments especially with him pitching at home i think you have to have somewhat some interest in him here obviously the downside is tatis kim um even soto lefty lefty xander bogarts has been awful against left-handed pitching this season so i think lazardo's really playable for tournaments i don't um I don't think he'll get a ton of ownership. I'm hoping he won't. As far as the Padres' bats, Kim and Tatis have both been really good against left-handed pitching this season. So those would be my two favorite bats if you're going to stack them up. Um, I think you got to get potentially like Soto in there. Lefty-lefty, low ownership on a on a small slate here. So don't hate that. And then if you wanted to take some shots here on Brandon Dixon at 2100 play him in the outfield i don't know if i'd use him at first base but you can play him in the outfield at 2100 so i don't mind getting him as like a piece in this lineup he's shown a little bit of power against lefties this year high strikeouts so it's a boom bust spot but he's 2100 as far as the miami bats i don't have any interest in miami um it's so tough to have interest in miami on pretty much any slate right now because jazz is out so I think like if I was going to play anybody, it'd be Jesus Sanchez at 3,100, just trying to, you know, attack the power that we know Sanchez has. He would be the guy that I think I'm taking shots on, if anybody. So I don't hate that as like a one-off type of play. Like I said, you're just really, you're chasing the upside here against Musgrove. All right, we finish it out with Colorado at Arizona. 10 total in this game. This is going to be a very popular game for bats. Arizona is a 174 favorite. Davies and Chase Anderson facing off against each other in this one. Chase Anderson, you know, 5.5 XFIP, 12.5% Ks. This guy gives up a ton of hard contact. He's done a great job. 
limiting ISO. That water went down the wrong way. I hate when that happens. Don't you hate when that happens? I hate when that happens. He's done a great job limiting ISO, um, isolated power. So I just, I mean, there's all of his numbers to scream regression. He's giving up 45% hard hits. I just, man, I love Arizona in this spot. They were my favorite stack on Wednesday's slate. It didn't work out. It looked like it was going to work out. I think they had five or six runs in the first couple innings. Um, it was fantastic. That didn't work out. Um, so I think overall, hate. I'm not playing Chase Anderson today. Zach Davies on the other side of this game. He's another guy that his walk rate is almost as high as his strikeout rate. This lineup's not great. But he's just not a, a pitcher that really can take advantage of a lineup like this. So I'm going to pass on Davies as well. To finish up, um, I mean, bats here, I love it. Like Colorado, fantastic spot. McMahon would be my favorite. If um, if Nolan Jones cracks the lineup, he's cheap. I think he's still 3K on DraftKings. I think, I think he's like 26 or 2700 on FanDuel. Uh, Nolan Jones would be someone that I would have some interest in here. Hopefully, it bats like fifth or sixth. If he bats seventh, I don't hate it. Getting down past that, I mean, he'd be more of a large field tournament play for me. On the Arizona side, Smith has been hitting leadoff. I love that. Marte, Carroll, Gary L is someone that I was very high on yesterday. Love this spot for him. He's been fantastic against righties. Chase Anderson throughout his career has been a little reverse splitsy. So definitely don't mind taking some shots here on Gary L. But overall, if I'm full stacking anybody, it would be Arizona. I love this spot for them. Like I said, I think they're the top offense on the slate. Gary L, one of my favorite hitters. I like Carroll a lot. And then, I mean, I'm going to keep playing Pavin Smith. I think that he just keeps doing his thing, and it's he's still pretty cheap overall. So, like, I mean, I'm going to, like I said, keep playing him. So. Oh, uh, we'll play the morning grind game. It's pretty straightforward. Oh, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Give me Joe Musgrove. Over 8K to score under 15. Give me Freddie Peralta. Over 4,000 to hit a home run. Give me Gary L. We were just we were just talking about him. Um, I like the spot for him. So give me give me Gary L. Under 4K to get two hits. I, I mean, going back to that same game. Give me um, Nolan Jones at 3,000 to get two hits. Stack to score six or more runs. If I'm not going to say Colorado, Arizona, give me the New York Mets today to get there. So fun slate. I think it's an awesome slate. There's a lot of different ways to attack bats in this slate because I, I do think that so much ownership is going to go on Arizona and Colorado. Maybe not Colorado, but definitely Arizona. And I think people... Overall, we'll still try to stack this game. And I mean, stacking, I think, is okay. It's just really, it's tough to stack today. I just, I'm struggling to find like full on stacks that I like. So, I mean, that's just overall where I'm struggling. Hope everyone has a fantastic Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow, back on YouTube tomorrow as well, with it being such a short uh, podcast only recording tonight. So, Back on YouTube, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Roto-Grinders YouTube page, Morning Grind YouTube page. That way you can get uh, turn on notifications and find out when we're going live. Appreciate everyone. I uh, can't believe we're honing in on 1,000 subscribers. 
Wanted to get there by the end of the year. We're pushing towards it. Appreciate everyone. Have a fantastic Thursday. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.